by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is The Good News Show. And good afternoon. Welcome to The Good News Show here on KTH 910 AM, Guadalupe Radio Network. I'm Dave Palmer, fresh back from a week off of vacation. And so dusting off the cobwebs and uh, happy to be back. Uh, thanks to Cecil uh, and Diane who did the show last week. I got to hear some of that. Uh, great job. Cecil on uh, hosting the show. I heard the first five minutes because I went over to Mass at UD at twelve oh five. Downhill from there, Dave. Yeah, they don't like when you have your radio on uh, oh. when Mass starts, and so I had to turn it off when I went in for Mass. <laughs> uh, but no, it sounded good. Thanks for doing that. Of course. And uh, we're back. And uh, just a reminder, we're on social media. If you want to watch us on the North Texas Facebook page, thanks to our very wonderful uh, high school intern, uh, William Kirkendall, we are there live and in person. We have in-studio guests for both of our segments today. In fact, a lot of them. Uh, in fact, we're going to be talking about a wonderful, wonderful way that uh, the Dallas Diocese is supporting Catholic school education uh, with the Bishop's Invitational Golf Tournament, which is going to be next month on September 19th. We have the chairs of the event uh, here in studio with me, along with the Associate Director of Events and Stewardship uh, here as well. So I'll formally introduce them in just a minute. And in the second segment, uh, since it is the second Monday of the, the month, we are going to have our regular Catholic pro-life community segment of the Good News Show. And Geraldine Kaminsky and Susan Platt are going to come in, and they have got a whole lot uh, to talk about. And if you know that segment, I basically just turned it over to them. They, they gave me an outline of what they're going to talk about. But there's a lot uh, going on right now having to do with life issues. And so it's a very important segment. We're very grateful that they come in and take time out of their busy schedules to be with us once a month once a month. So the CPLC segment will start at about 1233. Uh, very, very much related to our first segment uh, is the fact that many of the Catholic, well, several of the Catholic schools open up today. Okay, so today, uh, from the press release that I got from uh, Annette Gonzalez-Taylor from the Diocese of Dallas, uh, Santa Clara of Assisi Catholic Academy and John Paul II High School in Plano Get an early start. I'm sure the kids are just excited as can be, because today, August 8th, is the first day of school. And so this is such good timing uh, to be talking about supporting Catholic schools, which we'll do in just a minute. I know, Sissa, you were homeschooled. Do you remember kind of first day of school? Were you excited about it? Was it was so long ago, Dave. I just can't recall anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> no, you're just... no, I love the first day of school. We had a lot of fun traditions that as a family always got bagels. We always got up bright and early, had first day of school outfits. We did all the things. It was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it is fun, especially if when you got younger kids and oh, taking yes. that first day of school yeah, picture absolutely. and that Facebook is just filled with those pictures. And so it's an exciting time. And uh, I think most kids are going back sometime this week. I know my daughters are going to start in a couple of days on Wednesday. 
Uh, all right, so that is that. Real quickly, before we get to our first guests, uh, I want to, for the last time, give you an opportunity to get this wonderful DVD, a movie that came out recently, and I had a chance to interview the writer, director, and producer, uh, and it's called Man of God, and it's uh, about an Eastern Orthodox saint, uh, Saint Nectarius. I think last week you mentioned this as well, Sissel, and Carmel Communications is promoting this uh I don't know much about St. Nectarius other than the fact that he is from the Eastern Church. He's a saint. He's a saint in, in the Eastern Church. And uh, apparently the story is really cool. And so if you want that DVD, uh, all you got to do is email me and say, Hey, I want that DVD you talked about in the show. And I will send you one. I think I got about five or six left that I can give away. Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. Be one of the first six to email me right now. And I'll be happy to uh, arrange for that DVD of Man of God to be sent over to you. All right, so it is now four minutes after the hour. Let's get to our uh, first segment, our first guest. I first of all want to thank uh, Robin Trowbridge, Associate Director of Events and Stewardship, for uh, lining this up. For as many years as I can remember, we have been very involved in promoting the Bishop's Invitational Golf Tournament. It's so much fun because it's literally right outside our window over here at the Four Seasons Golf uh, Course, and we always get invited uh, to do a live broadcast, and this year is going to be no exception. Monday, September 19th, we're going to be there. Not sure. I think we have the time set up, uh, but yeah, we, we, we do sometime in the afternoon, like 11 to 1. Yeah, 11 to 1. And we're going to be doing a live broadcast and, uh, joining us in studio, as I mentioned, Tom and Sue Merkel are this year's chair of the events. And so thanks to each of you and all of you for taking time to, to be a part of the program today. And so Robin, let me start with you. This is a new position for you with the diocese, but you've been involved in this kind of work your whole career, right? Correct. Correct. I've been doing events and fundraisers and working for nonprofits my entire career. Yeah. So, and this is uh, just one of the event of many that you're doing because there's uh, all kinds of stuff going on all the time. But uh, tell us kind of the importance of this event in the big picture of, you know, Catholic school education, the diocese, raising the funds to give scholarships and that kind of thing. Sure. Of course, the tournament started in 2011. That was its beginning year. Um, and since then, just to, to raise money for those students that didn't necessarily get scholarship funds that needed it most, because, of course, there's only so much scholarship funding that can go around through the endowment trust and other items in which the, the funds come through. So we had a handful of founders. They said, let's put together a golf tournament, see what we can do. And it's kind of a joke going that they said, oh, the last thing we need is another golf tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that initial year, they raised about... I think it was a little over $700,000 and went, oh, well, hey, it worked. So <laughs> let's keep this thing going. Yeah. So it's um, it's just to raise money for the students. This We've raised $6.4 million since the inception of the tournament. Wow. Um, we have been able to provide scholarships for 3,646 students. Mm. Um, just last year alone, we had about 251 scholarships go out to students. So it's, it's very important. It's a great opportunity to get involved in and to just, you know, give those – those kids a chance at faith formation education. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a product of Catholic education myself. I went to Jesuit for high school and St. Patrick's uh, in Dallas uh, from fourth until eighth grade. So I, I still remember the the nuns and the priests. And I remember things I, I, I learned in religion class. I mean, very, very specifically. And so it was a great, a great experience for me to go to Catholic school education from fourth grade on. Uh, all right. Well, well, Robin, thanks for being here. Thanks for allowing us again to be part of, of this tournament. Uh, Tom and Sue Merkel, uh, thankfully got here a bit early today. And so I had a chance to 
stand and talk to you all. I first time meeting you all in person. And so uh, it's been a delight getting to know you all a little bit uh, this morning already. And now having a chance to introduce you to our listening audience. So thank you for being here. Yep. It's our pleasure. Yeah, it's, it's our honor. It's, yep. It's and, a great, great opportunity like Robin mentioned. And so it's very, very important to the city of Dallas, we feel like. Yeah, well, I know that you don't become chairs of an event like this just because you, you know, raise your hand at a meeting. I mean, it's a lifetime of commitment and being invested in the local Catholic community, and uh, it's a very rare honor. And I know it's a lot of work as well, but it's yeah. uh, congratulations. Is that the right yeah. thing to say? Well, sometimes people look at it as a sentence, so maybe, maybe that's the way they we look it at easy it. For us. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's a little bit about yourselves. Uh, you all are parishioners of Christ the King uh, Parish Correct. in uh, Dallas. I know you sent yeah. your kids through Jesuit nursing. You've got four Correct. grown children, yep. mostly in their twenties. Uh, yep. Two boys, two girls. Anything else about yourselves from a, a personal standpoint or your your faith perspective? Anything that well, you, our listeners should um, know? You know, uh, a lot of this is somewhat of a calling. Uh, I'm one of nine kids, uh, grew up going to Catholic schools, uh, originally from New York. And so it was uh, very essential to my upbringing, had yeah. a magical childhood. And a lot of it was because of the school environment I was in, raised by nuns. Mm-hmm. And I'm still in touch with the nuns that raised us. So um came to Dallas, 1988. This was our first home after we got married. And... um You know, started having kids a few years after that. And, you know, I mentioned this to you earlier. Um, The Catholic ecosystem in Dallas is pretty special. Mm -hmm. I mean, Dallas is a big city. Yeah. But if you get in that Catholic ecosystem, which is all rooted in the schools and the parishes, it's really uh, a very user-friendly city. And and it's just um, been very beneficial to us as a family. All the kids, you know, K through eight and nine through twelve, were in that that yeah. system. So, yeah. we've seen it firsthand how beneficial is it is to a family. Yeah. So, are you from New York, from Texas? I'm uh, a Michigan girl. Oh, Michigan. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and but I'm to add to the community. I, we always refer to it as our village because yeah. we couldn't do it without the community. Um, all the we call them our mommy friends, yeah, you know, that yeah. have helped raise our children. Yeah, you know, I mentioned about the the the, the I guess the honor to be asked or selected to be chairs mm-hmm. of this tournament. Uh, the, you know, the, the history of philanthropy, the and the groups that you've been involved in. I know, Tom, you mentioned Catholic Charities you've been involved uh, in. Catholic Foundation. Catholic Foundation, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Catholic Foundation. What what else have you all been involved in locally in, in the, yeah, the, the Catholic so, ecosystem as you yeah, talk about? Yeah, no, that, uh, I guess it started out, um, I was on the school board at Christ the King, and then from there got involved as a board member of the Catholic Foundation ultimately served as uh, you know board chair and then from there I was involved with uh, Ursuline on the finance committee and then from there got involved on the board and then was board chair there for three years um, I'm on the cathedral finance committee um, I've been involved with a couple of capital campaigns one at Ursuline one at Christ the King for the community center so just you know getting involved and seeing great things that come about when you roll up your sleeves a little bit and there's i guess uh, i mentioned you know we moved here in 88 and the catholic denomination in dallas 
has mm-hmm. exploded yeah. in those 34 years. Dallas and Fort Worth, yeah. Yes. Yeah, the whole community is and exploding, so, yes. Um, to be a part of these things that are just so accretive to the the community, mm-hmm. um, you, you keep doing it. Yeah. You don't want to say, "Hey, I'm doing one thing that's only for my parish." Uh, I've been very fortunate. Uh, again, the foundation gives you a view of the whole diocese, and that's something. If you're working in your parish, that's great, and um, it's very, very helpful. But um, to be involved with the foundation and the diocese as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, Gives you a little bit different perspective, yeah. And then right now I'm on the bishop's finance committee, and you see a lot of issues, not just in your parish or the neighboring parish, but you see a lot of what's going on out there. The most exciting thing is the amount of construction and the building and the growth mm-hmm. of the faith in this city. Yeah. And again, that wasn't the case 34 years ago. Right. And all three of us are from up north, and that's not happening everywhere in the country, you know, in New York or Michigan or some of these well, other, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a unique um, situation here. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the school I went to, you know, it's been closed for years. Yeah. And as you know, they're closing Catholic school schools left and right. Yeah. And these older parent, you know, or diocese, older dioceses. So we're really fortunate from a demographic standpoint that there's a lot of migration coming here, and we're benefiting from that. And again, being on these committees, you get to see, you know, what's what's happening. So that's that's real exciting. Yeah. So clearly, very busy people, and uh, probably not a lot of spare time. Tell us about the way that it came about that you all were were asked to be the chair. So what was that conversation? Was that a phone call one one uh, one evening from uh, Robin, or how, how did that all come about? Uh, it's usually a conversation on the couch. We sit down and have a <laughs> kind of a state of the union and see where the family is and um, the community and how we want to give back. Yeah. 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 It, uh, I remember it distinctly. so uh again i I mentioned i was uh board chair of ursland and there's been a lot going on at ursland there's been a big capital campaign you know we had the pandemic and so that was like another job i mean i do have a day job i do do work for a living and so um you know uh don hanratty who was one of the founders of the golf tournament yeah he and i've known each other 20 years and he was Tom, I think we we ought to get you to chair that that tournament. I was like, Don, I'm I'm up to my eyeballs, you know, with Ursuline stuff. I can't do it, and I'm cathedral stuff, and you know, parish stuff. And then he called another year, and he says, "What about this year?" And I says, <laughs> "You know, I've got one more year left uh, as board chair of Ursuline." I said, "Maybe maybe in a year, you know, we'll see what it looks like." Well, I'm telling you, he called uh, a yeah. year, <laughs> one year he to that day. He put a reminder yeah. to call and he's you. like, yeah. all right, we're ready to go. And I said, okay, I can't keep telling him no. <laughs> Don's a lovely person, and he's been very successful. He he is sort of the quarterback behind the scenes mm-hmm. yeah. still to this fact, day. I think he's the one that came to Bishop Farrell at the time. And the he, story yeah. you're talking yeah. about, Robin, yeah. of saying, hey, last thing we need is yep. another golf yeah. tournament. And, yeah, yeah, he was and, uh, able to convince then Bishop Farrell. So he, yeah. he is still very much, he's got his hand on the wheel and so um and i i did intimate to him that uh, i don't think i'll do it unless you're a partner in crime in this yeah so, right right you gotta have some skin in the game as well well just happy to know him as a friend and a great supporter and then robin um her office is just outstanding so they they do all the quarterbacking of all the logistical type of stuff and 
I would say I'm more ceremonial than mm-hmm. anything. So. <laughs> uh, Bishop's Golf Invitational is happening Monday, September 19th, and uh, it's going to be right outside our window here at the Four Seasons Golf Course. I guess it's on a couple of courses over here in Las Colinas. Uh, in studio with me is Robin Trowbridge, Associate Director of Events and Stewardship for the Catholic Diocese of Dallas, and also the chairs of this year's event, Tom and Sue Merkel, who we've been talking about. The website, by the way, for this is uh, bishopsgolf.org, bishopsgolf.org, and it's very easy to remember. And uh, we'll talk about you as our listeners' involvement, uh, whether you want to be a perhaps a volunteer or a sponsor or a golfer. There's going to be a whole lot going on that day, and we're thankfully going to be out there doing a live broadcast as well. We've hit a lot about you know, Catholic education, but let's just kind of reiterate that this because it's it's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Catholic education has changed a lot since we were in Catholic schools and aren't as many nuns in religious teaching, and there's been a lot of changes. Uh, what's the value or the importance, especially because of the cost and the sacrifices that parents need to make, yeah. of a Catholic education in 2022? Yeah, so when I, again, I'm one of nine kids, when we went to Catholic schools, really it didn't cost you anything. Mm-hmm. You had you know parish support. You had diocesan support. You had cheap labor. Yeah, you had nuns that were you know staff in the schools, and so that's the economics are dramatically different today, and so the costs of you know tuition reflects that, and so you know we didn't have a lot growing up, but boy, I tell you what, we were having a million dollar education, mm-hmm. and today if if you're working hard and you're like we were when we were kids, you didn't have a lot, but now it's almost out of reach to be able to do these things. And so the golf tournament actually provides, you know, that, that opportunity for families to be able to experience what I experienced. Yeah. It's really hard. And what's doubly hard is if you have a family of four in, in a, you know, neighborhood that needs economic help, um, a lot of times these families are making the decision about which one of the kids gets to go to that school. Mm-hmm. And I know our uh, diocesan educational team is saying, we, we can't do that. But we're going to try our best with the golf tournament, with the Dallas education or the diocesan educational uh, endowment trust, and then with the HALO initiative. Those three things coming together can help take a whole family yeah. and keep them in Catholic schools. So this thing is vitally important. This this is not money's going to Jesuit, Ursuline, or you know, other schools like this is going to those schools that have families that are making tough economic decisions. Mm-hmm. Do I even think about having the kids in a million dollar education environment? Or do I choose one out of four or one out of three? And we can't have that. Yeah. So the golf tournament is vitally important to that effort. Yes. Let's talk about the tournament itself. Uh, really right around the corner, about a little over a month. Not that I have to remind you all about that. Right. <laughs> September 19th, Monday. Uh, what is going to be going on that day? Robin, do you want to take this one? Yeah. Uh, what's kind of the, the lineup? And then we'll talk about how our listeners can support the event in a variety of ways. So what, what's going to happen that day? For sure. So this year we're taking it to a PM only, um, one o'clock shotgun tournament. So our teams are a little bit limited as they have been in the past. So just so you know, we are, we only have nine team slots available. So times are taken if you do want to sign up for a golf team. Um, 
but it's going to start around 11 o'clock. Uh, registration, come on out to the Four Seasons. We've got some surprises with some of the students for everyone coming out. There's going to be kind of a quick grab-and-go lunch where people, you know, golfers can warm up at the range. Then from there, we'll have, you know, Bishop will be there, and we'll have a invite prayer, and then the 1 o'clock shotgun kickoff. And then following the tournament, uh, we have what's at 5, 5.30, it's about a— an awards reception dinner, if you will. And so we'll be doing kind of a small program here from the Catholic school's office, um, as well as some other teachers and people involved with the tournament and maybe some scholarship recipients, maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so it's a great, it's, it's a great event for people to come out and kind of mingle and meet one another and, and just see what, what's going on in the Catholic schools. If you may not otherwise know, um, and to hear, you know, straight from the, the school's office's mouth, basically, essentially mm-hmm. on what's, with the incredible things that are happening right now and, and what these scholarship funds go towards. And since it's September, can you guarantee it won't be triple digits in temperature? <laughs> I'll, I'll try. <laughs> and with, the, with the bishop's help, we'll get there. The, the neat thing about that day, and I would, uh, anybody who's out there listening who's a golfer and wants to play, um, this may be the only time you get blessed before you tee off. <laughs> so you Officially may, blessed. Yeah, yeah, you may have a very good golf round. Does so. that cut some uh, numbers off your score if you do that yeah, uh, as a guarantee? Well, if everybody's honest, hopefully <laughs> it'll be done naturally. But Yeah, yeah. so what, what are your needs uh, at this point? Robin's giving us kind of the, the rundown. We're going to be there from 11 to 1. I hope we can talk to you all, you two. Yeah. We're going to have a bunch of different segments, and hopefully yeah, we'll have another we'll chance to chat the actual yeah. day of. Of, but uh, those listening, uh, whether they're golfers or not, how can they participate? Yeah, so uh, we, as, as Robin mentioned, we have nine foursomes that are available. That That's the first order of the day. Um, the second order of the day is that there's sponsorship uh, opportunities. People can sponsor a hole. They can sponsor um, a, a tire that's being, you know, golf shirts that are uh, being handed out. Underwriting. Um, there, there's a lot of sponsorship opportunities. And then w- volunteers. I mean, mm-hmm. you can go to the, you know, bishopsgolf.org and, um, you know, you can c- make contact with the volunteer coordinator. And then we're doing something special for people who may not be a golfer um, because there's a lot of people that are philanthropic that want to help in this cause, which is vitally important to these neighborhoods. And so we're doing a special private dinner with the bishop on the Thursday after the golf tournament. Okay, And so it's a sizable sponsorship level level but you're you're able to have this private audience and private dinner with the bishop on mm. Thursday night and so i would encourage people if you th- this is a this is a big big effort you know really really important endeavor and if you're not a golfer but you're so inclined if you've had success in your life this is a perfect way to give back mm-hmm. and yeah. so if you're not a golfer going to the bishop's dinner on Thursday night is um, something we'd encourage you to reach out to us. Yeah, very nice. And all this information is on bishopsgolf.org, bishopsgolf.org, and including being a volunteer if somebody would like to do that as that well. Is, and, and Robin's email is <coughs> on that page. Yeah. And so, on my contact information. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you mentioned $6.4 million has been raised towards Catholic school education since then. So once this is all said and done and you've, you've, you've collected the funds for this, how is it distributed? Who receives it? Any of y'all that wants to jump in and answer this one, how much, you know, what's, what's the, the process? Maybe somebody's listening right now saying, gosh, I'd like to send my kids to Catholic school. I just can't afford it. Uh, would this be for, yeah. what, 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 what semester yeah, of so school? So what happens and, is, um, and again, we're hoping we raise 
three quarters of a million dollars this year. And then I mentioned this deed, the Diocesan Educational Endowment Trust. They, they have a, a giving policy every year. So you take those monies along with what we raise, and then the HALO initiative sort of analyzes what the needs are in all these parishes. Mm-hmm. And they they get very granular. They, they talk with the principals, what families out there want to come here, how many are there. And then we come up with a formula to spread that money amongst those parishes and those families. And we've, we've seen, a, I think the HALO initiative has brought on 51 families. Is that right, Robin? Yep. Help HALO me with that one. HALO 139. It's 139 students right now. Oh. 139 students. That's like a whole school in yep. some cases. Yeah. yeah. That, that's and, a, yeah. And so, um, and I think it is like 50, but you know, yeah. that that's families that, wanted to go to a Catholic school again, get this million dollar education and they, they had to make a decision. We can't do it, but the principals know what's going on in that school community and they Mm -hmm. know who needs help and who's a candidate. And so the, the formula um, gets worked out and they, work those funds to the schools to get those kids in there yeah hopefully that answers your question yeah yeah it it certainly does yeah so the role of you two as the chairs uh, obviously you you do radio interviews like this Uh, you mentioned how it's uh, largely ceremonial what has been and will be i guess as we get closer to the event uh, well what else will you all be doing to uh, you're making personal phone calls saying, yeah, uh, hey, you need to yeah. fill one of these slots, or how does that work? It, yeah, it is. It's it's outreach. Yeah. And and even Sue with, you know, her mommy friends, it's mm-hmm. reaching yeah. out to them. There's there's some golfers in, in you know, her uh, circle of friends. And those that don't golf, they're still willing to volunteer in mm-hmm. any way that they can. And it's a fun event, and it's so beautiful. I mean, I sometimes feel so spoiled because we get to look out in this golf course yeah. every day here at the studio. Yeah. But it's just nice to be among people. And, uh, and Robin, you mentioned the, 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 the students mm-hmm. are there yeah. in their yeah. uniforms, and you have a chance to talk to them some of them probably had the actual recipients of the beneficiaries yes, of these yes, uh, yeah yes yeah. yes we've had that some of the scholarship recipients out as well so you can kind of see and again some of them um we just had one girl that we featured in the texas catholics yellow that she got her scholarship when she started bishop dunn and she's now graduated mm. so it was so great to see her from when she was you know this young starting out middle schooler to now going to the university of chicago um, with a double major in biochemistry and um, cinematography. So, yeah. you know, like something that she said she never would have had the chance to do otherwise. So it's really great to see kind of, because the tournament's been going on, you know, we're in our 12th year to see these kids that started with the scholarship that are now going out into the world and their effect and what, what they're able to do now. Yeah. It's, it's a life the, changer. Yeah. It yeah. is a life changer. And um, I don't think I have to tell your listeners, but there's a, Big, big difference between a private Catholic education and what we've seen, certainly through the pandemic, what the public schools yeah. are doing. Yeah. And so it's an enormous opportunity, and it, it changes families' lives, and it changes kids' lives. And there was a study done this some time ago, but um, they were looking at the old northeastern cities and they would look at neighborhoods that were at risk. They were hanging in there. They were at risk, not not doing well. But the Catholic school tended to be a beacon of hope, I mm-hmm. guess, in those, for lack of a better phrase, in those neighborhoods. And whenever that Catholic school closed down, 
the neighborhood just went off the cliff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's real important, not just to the family or the child, but it's important to, to South Dallas and it's important to our city that we have vibrant and filled up Catholic schools. Yeah. And there's such a, I love interviewing principals or presidents of schools because every school is so unique. I remember uh, it was uh, St. Paul the Apostle up in Richardson and the classical education model that they're doing right now and All Saints in Dallas where the, you know, the I remember uh, when Father Alphonse was pastor yeah. there sitting in his office and talking about his vision and the things that they're doing. And so there's so much creativity and a lot of things being done differently than even yep. when we were in school. So uh, it is, it's not a, a cookie cutter, every school exactly the same, but everyone is, every school is trying to meet the, the needs of the parish and the community there, right? And I think right? St. Paul is a great example. I think their enrollment is like really trending up. Yeah. And that wasn't the case for several years there. Yeah. And then again, the principals, they, they know what's going on in the neighborhood and they know how to address those needs. And I think the golf tournament is vitally important to manifesting you know what they want to do yeah bishopsgolf.org bishopsgolf.org uh we have about two minutes remaining i just want to kind of go around the horn here and just give you all your last chance to make an appeal or whatever you want to say for 30 or 45 seconds to our listeners before we have to close out this segment the bishops golf invitational is monday september 19th it's going to be here in las colinas at the four seasons golf course four person scramble uh, they have the the big bishops cup, which yep. is semi competitive. I think yep. Saint Rita yep. is the current holder of yep. that. Uh, and so uh, learn all the information at bishopsgolf.org. We're going to be broadcasting there on that Monday, the nineteenth, from eleven a.m. to one p.m. and also a Spanish broadcast as well. Uh, Robin, let me start with you. Uh, last word to our listeners: What should they know? Sure, absolutely. Um, you know, if if you are not in a financial place to to do a golf sponsorship or any of the larger underwriting, every little bit counts. I mean, $100 here, $25 there, it all adds up, and it all goes to this one big fund that is literally goes straight to students and scholarships. So if you can give anything at all, please, we ask that give what you are able, and if not, we'd love to help you volunteer or get involved in any way possible. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks for arranging this. Uh, again, Robin Trowbridge, Associate Director, Events and Stewardship for the Catholic Diocese of Dallas. Tom, and then we'll close out with Sue. And uh, what what's your last uh, words for our listeners? Yeah, I would, I would say that um, all of us in Dallas enjoy so many benefits and you you just walk around this city. There's just so many great things. People are, you know, enjoying financial success and whatnot. But the city of Dallas needs to continue having great success. And you can't have it if all of a sudden there's a hole somewhere in education. And so if you're so inclined and you, you see that argument I'm making, you know, please reach out to us. We, we desperately need the help. These families, these parishes, these parts of the city desperately need your help. So we really appreciate your consideration. Yes, thank you so much. And thanks for taking the time to be here as well. It's been a real delight to meet you. And uh, Sue Merkel, uh, Tom's better half, why don't you close out? Uh, three what? <laughs> <laughs> we always like the Oh, you're up in the ante there, aren't you? <laughs> She's my better three uh, Sue, what would, you, what would you say to our listeners? Um, having raised four children, we've always believed in family formation and education is going to 
help the children succeed. So that's why we'd like to have anybody that can donate at any level, even if they golf or don't golf. Mm-hmm. Um, just think of the children. Yeah. And and I will say, you know, I went to St. Patrick's from fourth to 12th for eighth grade. When I was there, I, I, I had a, a head injury that let, made me stay home from school for months. The principal, a habited nun, Sister Laura, used to ride her moped to my house to oh, privately tutor me. So cool. And so it's these memories that we have of Catholic school education. And, I mean, just that image. Yeah. Of, well, so uh, somebody have a picture of that? That'd, that'd be worth a lot <laughs> right now. Uh, it, was just, it was just so cool. I'll never forget that. And there's so many memories that I have of uh, the things that, you know, the way that I was blessed from Catholic school education. Yeah. So thank you for what you're doing. Well, you uh, I know it's a, it's, a, it's a labor of love, but uh, I know it's, it's, it's very important. I know the diocese and Robin appreciate uh, you very yes. much. And so uh, Tom and Sue Merkel, thank you very much. Robin Trollbridge as well. Again, uh, for everybody who is inspired to help or participate in any fashion with the Bishop's Golf Invitational Tournament on September 19th, just go to bishopsgolf.org and uh, it's very well laid out all there. Any way you want to help or if you just want to learn about it, uh, you will find all the information right there. So uh, great to have you in the studio. Thanks thank so you. much. Appreciate it. It's an honor. All right, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back, and uh, we have Geraldine Kaminsky and Susan Platt coming in uh, with the Catholic Pro-Life community to give us an update on their monthly CPLC segment of the Good News Show. So we'll take a break and come back with that right after this. Are you a woman hungry for something new, something different? Do you need spiritual food for your journey? St. Mary's Catholic Church in Sherman invites all women to the Mary and Martha Women's Retreat. The retreat takes place Saturday, September 10th, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the parish. The guest speaker is Kim Brown. For more information and to register, call 903-893-5148. That's 903-893-5148. Are you looking for a tax preparer this year to help you with your personal or business tax filing or management? At Balance Book LLC, they can assist with business and personal tax returns, accounting services, sales tax, payroll, business formations, and more. They can be reached by calling 972-805-5095, or you can visit them at 4425 West Airport Freeway, Suite 122, Irving, Texas, 75062. Balance Book, LLC, a new sponsor of the GRN and members of Holy Spirit Catholic Church in Duncanville. Did you know that every Saturday afternoon during the 3 p.m. hour, we feature two KATH 9:10 a.m. interviews of the week, highlighting guests from the Dallas and Fort Worth dioceses who share valuable information about Catholic news and events from right here in North Texas? We interview local priests, religious, educators, heads of local apostolates, authors, among others. If it's local and Catholic, it's on the KATH 9:10 a.m. interview of the week, heard each Saturday beginning at 3:10 p.m. after the Divine Mercy Chaplet, right here on 9:10 a.m. The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks Little Elm Eye Care for their support. Little Elm Eye Care is owned by Drs. Bert and Leslie Bubella, parishioners of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Parish in Plano. They specialize in family vision care, comprehensive eye exams, contact lenses, and the treatment of eye diseases and injuries. Little Elm Eye Care is located at Lakeshore Crossing at 800 West El Dorado Parkway, Suite 110 in Little Elm. They can be reached at 972-292-0900 or at littleelmeyecare.com. 
Father Ignacio Olvera of St. Cecilia's Catholic Church in Dallas and founder of Faith Fitness Ministry invites all young adults in their 20s and 30s to its third year anniversary on August 20th at 7 p.m. at the KC Club in Dallas. It will be a casino night speakeasy style. They will have all types of casino games and door prizes. Hope you can join us for this milestone event. For more information, visit faithfitnessministry.net. Do you want a faith-filled Catholic community where your child will thrive? Discover Immaculate Conception Catholic School in Denton, where your child will receive the very best spiritual foundation, along with excellence in education. ICCS serves 250 students ages 3 through 8th grade. Whether it's living the rosary, the celebration of the Mass, or the formation of saints, scholars, musicians, and athletes, Our Lady School is the place to be. For more information, call 940-381-1155 to arrange a tour or visit catholicschooldenton.org. All right. Uh, welcome back. Good news show here on this beautiful Monday, August 8th. And uh, I'm Dave Palmer. Great segment there about uh, one of the really awesome events that is coming up next month. I cannot wait till fall <laughs> just for things to cool down. Uh, fall is my favorite season of the year. So one of the many things that's going on. And wow, we have another golf uh, classic that's going on benefiting the uh, CPLC as well. This is the second Monday of the month, and that means I get to turn over the microphone so to speak, to two very capable and wonderful ladies, Geraldine Kaminsky and Susan Platt, uh, with the Catholic Pro-Life Community. And I love it because I just get to listen and let you all do all the heavy lifting here. So uh, welcome, and uh, thanks for coming in. Well, thank you, Dave. It's such a pleasure to be here. And I'm going to ask Susan to start our time together as we talk about pro-life issues uh, in prayer. So Susan, would all you right. lead us all in prayer? So wherever your listeners are, Dave, we ask them all to just join in uh, in a moment in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. We do pray for rain, Lord. You know we need it. We thank you, Father, for all the things that you have done for us, all the gifts you give us. We pray for continued healing for our land, Father, for men and women to turn back to the culture of life. Help us to help them, Lord, open their hearts and minds. As we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Susan. Thank you, Dave. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for be- having us here um, um, in prayer today. Uh, and we were thinking about Now Thank We All Our God, um, a celebration of life bilingual mass that we're going to have on Monday, August 22nd. Uh, at 7 p.m. at the cathedral, uh, Bishop Burns is going to be the primary celebrant, and Auxiliary Bishop Kelly is going to be the concelebrant, um, and there'll be a reception after Mass, but before Mass, uh, for those of us who have prepared, uh, at 6.45 p.m., there's going to be the consecration to Jesus through the Queenship of Mary. Mm. So um, I'm very excited about that. Um and we're hoping that 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 everyone diocese wide uh, joins us. Um, this, and I'm going to read what Bishop Burns has written. 
uh, about this time. As our country moves into a new chapter of addressing the sacredness of life from the moment of conception, we will gather in thanksgiving for the gift of life and pray for the souls of those who have died because of abortion. We will ask God's grace upon us as we assist women through difficult pregnancies and bring their child into a world that celebrates their presence, recognizing them as a gift of God created in His image. So we ask everybody diocese-wide to join us on Monday, August 22nd, 7 p.m. at the Cathedral. You know, we've talked about uh, we are at a crossroads right now uh, between humble gratitude and deep sorrow uh, because we are so grateful for the Dobbs verdict, for Roe being overturned, but we are so saddened by those people that refuse to accept that life is a gift, that won't see it as anything but a burden on them. So um, we're, um, we're celebrating life, but we also remember those lives that have been lost and those lives that are threatened by other states that uh, maintain um, access to abortion. We also have some some really good news that's coming up. Uh, the Human Life Protection Act, uh, HB 1280, also known as the trigger ban, that's scheduled to take place on August 25th. And this law has a lot of, uh, of teeth to it. Um, it's protection for the unborn baby from conception until birth. A violation of the law uh, is a first-degree felony for the abortion doctor or any other health care providers. Um, and it's punishable for up to 99 years imprisonment if the unborn child dies. And it's a second-degree felony if the child lives. Um, violators are subject to a civil pen- penalty of $100,000 or more. Their medical license can be taken away from them. And it criminalizes abortion providers but does not criminalize women. There's a lot of misunderstanding. There's a lot of... Um, People not telling the truth. Right. About Talk this. about that, Susan. That's that's such a key point. Women are concerned right now if they have a miscarriage, if they have an adopted uh, pregnancy. Talk about that. That's not what we're speaking of when we're talking about no, criminal actions. Yeah, there, there is there's no state law that prohibits treating ectopic pregnancies or miscarriages or any life threatening complications. And people that say there is. Uh, a prohibition of this are just not telling the truth. That's right, and that's what we really need to just just spread the word that women will be taken care of. Yes, yes. Um, and this is this will go into uh, effect on August twenty fifth. Um, but in the meantime, uh, there's been a, a movement that started in Austin. Uh, they started this when the uh, decision on job Dobbs was leaked um they decided they needed to do something as um a, a pro-abortion city um uh, and they've developed their grace act which is guarding the right to abortion care for everyone act and they call it grace uh-huh. which is mm, that's that's not a good mm-mm. no that's not true 
Uh, and so the Daddy, Dallas City Council uh, is considering a re- reproductive rights resolution that's based on Austin's Grace Act. Um, and there's going to be uh, a council meeting on Wednesday, August 10th. Uh, it will so be this Wednesday. This Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be at 9 a.m. in the morning. They're going to have a hearing about this resolution. Um, and they're going to try to turn Dallas into an abortion sanctuary city by ignoring state law. Uh, and the res- resolution bans the use of city funds for investigating reports of abortion and directs police to make abortion-related investigations their lowest priority. So what we need a call to action. Yes, we do. And first thing we need is prayer. Yes. So please pray that this will not pass. Um, that hearts and minds will be changed, that people will stand up for life. Uh, we need people to contact uh, the mayor and the members of the city council and let them know what you think of this resolution. You don't have to live in Dallas to do that. Um, it does carry a little more weight when you're a constituent of one of the council members, but you can still appre- express your opinion. Uh, and you can go to the DallasCityHall.com um, and you don't have to live here to voice your opinion, and you can send an email to the mayor and to all the city council members at once. So you only have to write one letter to them and tell them that you're against the reproductive rights resolution and you don't want to uh, have the city of Dallas pretty much not uphold Texas state law. Um, so prayer Write emails, uh, then show up to the meeting. You don't have to do anything at the meeting except be there and make them count you for life. Um, but if you feel so called, then you can speak also. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll give you three minutes to give your opinion on the subject. Um, and you can contact the uh, city secretary's office. You can call or email. Uh, again, you can find that at the DallasCityHall.com. Um, the city secretary's office is 214-670-3738. And they will sign you up and they'll send you information on what you need to do when you get there. So, uh, And they don't question you. This is not... A question and answer period. What you do is give your talk, give what you think that abortion hurts women, abortion hurts men, um, and tell them that uh, your your story, or if you have permission from someone else to tell a story, then you stand up for what you believe in. Is there somebody already <clears throat> from the CPLC that you know is going to be there on Wednesday? Is anybody already scheduled or? Uh, that, well, that you know of? Or? I do know that Reg- Some people may think, oh, I, they've already got enough people going over there. They don't need one no, more No, we need more people. We need as okay. many people as we can get to speak um, until they say, N- enough, don't do any more. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Reg Platt, who is the uh, uh, facilitator for Project Joseph, is going to be there and is going to speak. I think he signed up first. And for some of the people, some people might not know what Project Joseph is. Let me just interject that. That is our Healing After Abortion Ministry for Men. Of course, men can attend Project Rachel retreats as well, Rachel Vineyard retreats. But this is specifically designed by men, for men, with men, a beautiful Healing After Abortion retreat. And Ridge Platt is the facilitator, and he is going to go and speak. Do you know what Uh, time that meeting starts? At 9 a.m. 9 a.m., okay, Mm -hmm. very good. 
And and let me just let me just talk about uh, something if I'm if I might. I was at the uh, United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. It's the diocesan pro life leaders meeting, uh, United States wide, a few weeks ago, and there was a lot of talk about us having an abortion wounded society. And so many things really stem from the abortion wounds. Um, interesting. I have some facts just to share share with you. Um, and well, and Susan, you know, you were talking about the ectopic pregnancies and the 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 lies and the things that are going around that are not true. Truth, beauty, and goodness of human life. You know, that's that's what we need to talk about: the truth, beauty, and goodness. Otherwise, it becomes a throwaway. We're, we're a throwaway culture. And if you think about that with everything that's going on in the world, the, the shootings and, 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 and the violence and abortion and euthanasia, assisted suicide, that's all about a throwaway culture. Of, it's a throwaway, mm-hmm. throwaway life. And so we really need to bring back uh, the culture of life. And it's not a personal moral teaching. It is a teaching of the church. It is a teaching of our Lord and Savior. It's not my decision or, or your decision. It is a law, you know. It is a, a theological law um, that we're not making just of ourselves, but that we are following the magisterium of the church. Um, interesting point that a there was a woman. We we hear about people uh, way back when, feminists for life, things like mm-hmm. that. In 1872, the first woman to run for president of the United States. Her name was Victoria Goodhall. And she believed the rights of children began at conception. Mm. And she spoke on a platform for life. And back then, she said, to, you know, the, the abortion is wrong. And really what happens is it impacts the life of the mother. Mm-hmm. And don't we know that to be true? That, the, the, that our brothers and sisters who have experienced the pain of abortion suffer, whether it's the mother, the father, the family member, the friend— Everyone suffers. So there's no good. So nothing changed too much in society until the 1970s. And we spent a great deal of time talking about all this. And it's just interesting that in a century, how much can change. Mm-hmm. And so now it's time to, now it's time to change. Uh, now it's time to change back. Um, I, I wanted to just to share too then. We have a couple dates and Susan will go back through these, through these dates. Uh, but we do have Project Joseph uh, retreats happening in August and September, and uh, that's August 27th and 28th, and Proyecto Jose in Spanish is September 17th and 18th, and these are for men who are wanting to experience healing from the pain of abortion. And then just around the corner, we have Rachel's Vineyard English uh, this coming weekend, August 12th through 14th. There may be a couple spots uh, open, Uh, and then in Spanish in October, October 21st through 23rd. So we invite those brothers and sisters to come and experience the love and mercy of Jesus because we will never talk about abortion without talking about the importance of healing. And there are so many strong testimonials of people who have experienced healing. Um, One thing that was mentioned at the conference is when you belittle the moral status of the unborn child, you belittle each and every pregnant mother. And uh, that's that's so true. If if we are pro-life, then we need to be pro-life for the child, pro-life for the father, pro-life for the woman, pro-life for the whole family. And so what do we do? We need to be talking more about walking with moms in need. These are pregnant and parenting moms in need. Project Gabriel is an incredible ministry, and we are looking for volunteers. We are looking for volunteers to be angels, 
to moms in need, and we are looking for from from our parishes, from the community, from the Diocese of Dallas churches, schools, and friends to come and and help help women who have chosen life. Um, and you know, one thing we also want to do is we want to complement those other resources that are already in existence. Now, Susan, correct me, but Medicaid in Texas, uh, they have just extended. Uh, the the right for a child to be taken care of up until the age of, is it three years old? I, I believe so. And I think they're trying to actually, uh, they're considering next year uh, during the legislative session of extending it uh, longer. And and so that's, that's, that's a good thing. So we have to help and support as we're talking about supporting uh, against what, what the city is trying to do to have a sanctuary city. We need to use our voices and, you know, there needs to be a reduction of the cost of, of pregnancy care and labor and delivery. Uh, parental leave needs to be more open, flexible work options. There's uh, a pregnant work worker fairness act that's, mm-hmm. that's on the table so that women can feel empowered to continue on with their life while pregnant, while raising a family. So that's important. Uh, that, those are just some things I wanted to, to share. But Pope Francis said this in 2015, so many years ago, he said in his Lenten message that parishes may become islands of mercy in the midst of the sea of indifference. You know, we don't want indifference. No, no, we, we want women to know that we care and that we have help for them. Uh, that was one of the things that we found on the sidewalk so often uh, was we would tell a woman about alternatives to abortion. And so many times they would say, we'd never heard that. We didn't know there was some place that we didn't know anybody would help us. Uh, and if they knew, they would change their minds. So that's so important for us to to remember, to let them know. And that's one of the things that we want to make sure that the city council knows, that these women are not being ignored. It's not just about the baby. It's about mom and dad. And you know, we want to help the abortion workers, too, that they have a, an opportunity for a better job, a different life. Mm-hmm. Um, so if... if uh, If we can get people to the Dallas City Council on Wednesday at 9 a.m., I believe Students for Life are going to be there and have a life chain outside the City Hall earlier that morning. Um, So please, if you need uh, more information, uh, go to ProLifeDallas.org. Or call our office at 972-267-5433. And if you're driving and can't write that down, it's 972 267 Life. And we'll be glad to answer questions for you. Now, we have something that's coming up in September that I am so excited about. Jesse Romero, who's a longtime Catholic evangelist. He was a retired veteran of the L.A. Police Department, and he wrote the book, The Devil in the City of Angels, My Encounters with the Diabolical, uh, where he details all these incredible things that happened to him while he was working for the police department, running into people that were he believes we're possessed. Um, he's going to be our guest speaker at the annual Bella Vita Beautiful Life Conference on Saturday, September 24th. It's going to be at St. Michael the Archangel in Grand Prairie, and there's going to be an English session this year um, from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m., and the topic of his talk is Abortion, the Satanic Religion of the Secular Humanist. 
which is uh, something I, I'm very interested in hearing what he has to say about this. We're we're so pleased uh, that this is a this is uh, uh, an English session and a Spanish session, so that we can indeed serve all of our brothers and sisters in Christ in the diocese and beyond, and and languages uh, for them. So we invite every we invite everybody to um, attend to come and, and look at that on the website. Also, something I wanted to ma- uh, mention real quickly is that go to our website Life Watch. There is a Life Watch section. So the things that Susan is talking about that you're mentioning, Susan, um, it's all out there, right? It's 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 Roe versus Wade. There's Dobbs. Here's our new Human Life Protection Act. Everything is out there. So if people are concerned about what's happening, the truth is there. Mm-hmm. The truth is there of what's happening. So we have that out there, and I thank you for constantly working and researching all of this for us, Susan. Um, did we mention the golf tournament? I think we maybe did. Very I mentioned at the beginning. There just we very go. Briefly, September twenty sixth. They can they can go ahead. It's and, and this supports the ministries, Project Gabriel, Healing After Abortion, and our education ministries for the CPLC. Keep in mind, too, listeners, that if you want to have a uh, a speaker come at no cost to your parish, to your church organization, to your school, to your women's group, men's group, etc., please contact us at 972-267-5433. We would be glad to provide a speaker on any life topic uh, of concern for you and your in, in your community, and we are happy to do that as our ministry is part of the Respect Life Ministry of the Dallas Diocese. Yep. All right. Covered a lot of ground there, didn't we? Wow. Uh, <laughs> always a lot going on. Uh, life is the most fundamental gift we get from God, so there's always uh, blessings and also attacks on it. And so, thank you. I'm, I'm very excited about that September 24th event. Jesse Romero packs, he, he what, what is he? he? He pulls no punches. Yes. You know, just you can tell by the title of his talk, this isn't going to be, this, he's going right at it, and he's he's getting right to the core of it, the the uh, the satanic element in influence of uh, abortion and all the attacks on life that we're uh, experiencing right now. Well, thank you very much. This has been the Catholic Pro-Life Community segment on this second Monday of the month uh, with Gerilyn Kaminsky and Susan Platt uh, with the CPLC. To learn more about all the good things that they're doing, and there is a lot, you can go to ProLifeDallas.org, ProLifeDallas.org. And uh, let me just, uh, first of all, thank Sissel for, for running the board. Also, William Kirkendall, who uh, behind the scenes is keeping us on social media. Did y'all know you're, you're you know you're on uh, on TV, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why you're dressed so nicely. Uh, but William does a great job on social media. We appreciate him very much, and uh, our other summer interns as well. And uh, last time I'll mention this movie. If you want a DVD of a great movie about a saint uh, by the name of Saint Nectarius, you know, we hear so often about just these saints that, wonderful saints, Saint Therese and Saint Thomas Aquinas and Saint Francis of Assisi, uh, uh, well-known saints. Well, this one's a little bit more obscure. In fact, he's an Eastern Orthodox saint. Uh, who has a fascinating life, and uh, Carmel Communications has given us the opportunity to give away some of the DVDs. I've got about five left, and so if you want to email me, I'll ask Carmel to send it to you. I understand it's a great movie. It's won some awards. And uh, just email Dave Palmer at grnonline.com, and you can see uh, the story of a life of a very holy man from over in 
Turkey, or I'm not sure where he lived. A little short on details here, but I understand the movie's great. Okay, so if you want to see it and check it out yourself, just email me, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. It's called Man of God, and uh, I will send you a DVD copy of it, okay? Thanks to you both for being here. Thank good you, to, Dave. Good to Thank see you, you both. Uh, thanks again for listening, everybody. And to our first guests, uh, Robin Trowbridge and Tom and Sue Merkel. Don't forget that uh, uh, Bishop's Invitational is going to be September 19th, Monday the 19th, and then exactly a week later. Later, another golf tournament. Get all the golf you want next month. Thanks for listening. God bless you. Have a great rest of your Monday. Thanks for joining us for the Good News Show here on KATH 910 AM on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please join us next week at the same time for the next Good News Show. Have you suffered the loss of a loved one? St. Monica Catholic Church in Dallas invites all those suffering a loss of a loved one to its grief support group on Wednesdays starting September 14th from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Meetings will be held once a week for 10 weeks at the parish. Sessions are free and led by trained lay facilitators. The only cost is $11 for the book. Please contact Jim at 214-914-2802 for more information. If you just experienced damages from the most recent severe weather, you need a professional to guide you through the insurance process. Hi, I'm Mari Buford with Buford Roofing and Construction.